Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. And why I should take your Bibles and turn with us to the book of Acts, chapter 27, beginning at verse number 15. When the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive, running under a certain island which is called Claudia. We had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship, and fearing lest they should fall into quicksand, straight sail, and so were driven. We being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete to have gained this harm and loss. Now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Howbeit we must be cast upon a certain island. But when the fourteenth night was come, as we were driven up and down Adria, about midnight the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country, and sounded and found it twenty fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it fifteen fathoms. Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. As the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea, under the color, as though they would have cast anchors out of the foreship. Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall off. While the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat, saying, this is the 14th day that ye have tarried and continued fasting, having taken nothing. Wherefore, I pray you to take some meat, 
for this is for your health, for there shall not an hair fall from the head of any of you. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. Then were they all of good cheer, and they also took some meat. And we were in the ship, 203 score and 16 souls. And when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and cast out the wheat into the sea. And when it was day, they knew not the land, but they discovered a certain creek with a shore into which they were minded if it were possible to thrust into the ship. And when they had taken up the anchors, they committed themselves into the sea and loosed the rudder bands and hoist up the mainsail to the wind and made toward shore. Falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground and the fore part struck fast and remained unmovable, but the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves and the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they could swim, should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land, and the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. My message deals with the subject, still standing after the storm. Many of you have been through many, many storms and you're still standing. I thank God that through the power of the Holy Spirit that we can go through storms and still be standing after the storm. Tough times do not last, but people with faith in the Lord do last. You can outlast the storms of life. And this passage gives us a little insight into how we can still be standing after the storm. Paul's journey to Rome was filled with danger and the potential for destruction. As they sailed toward Rome, their ship was engulfed in a tremendous storm and they all expected to die at sea. Paul's experience at sea stand as an example for you and also an example for me. As we journey towards heaven, we sometimes must sail over some stormy seas. No doubt some are sailing over some stormy seas. 
And sometimes, thank God, sailing is smooth. We appreciate those times when it's smooth sailing. But most of the time, it's not smooth sailing. Often the storms that rock our lives seem to threaten the very foundation upon which we stand. And many times, these storms cause us to become discouraged. And while we're discouraged, the devil will whisper to us, well, you might as well give up. Amen. But I believe there's help here for every one of us who is selling life's stormy sea. Let's look in these verses and let's find the help that we need. As I preach on the subject, still standing after the storm. Oh, I tell you, the devil's real. Amen, he wants us to think every time a storm comes along, this storm's gonna be your downfall, yeah? You went through some storms, but this one's different. It's gonna be your downfall. Stormy times are times of despair. Have you ever seemingly in your life been at a time of despair? It's a time of deception. Calm seas fools us into believing that the storms will not come. But the Bible says storms will come. According to Job and the 14th chapter and verse number one, he said, man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. He also said in Job 5, 7, yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. Stormy times are times of disaster. When severe storms come our way, we often feel as if the events are out of control and many fall into discouragement and despair. Oh, my friend, there's many different things that we could refer to. It could be health problems, marriage problems, problems in the home, problems in the church, financial problems, and on and on and on the list goes. Amen. But I tell you, dear ones, stormy times are also times of decision. The storm ought to make us take inventory of our life and discard anything we do not need. That's what happened in this storm. Nothing happens to the child of God that God has not allowed to cause us to mature and grow up in the Lord. Our theme scripture back home is Romans 8, 28. And we know all things work together for the good of them that love God, of them who are the called according to his purpose. Amen. 
Stormy times are times of desperation. When there's no daylight in your darkness, you may get to the place where you'll even want to lay down and die. There's God's people sometimes have been in such desperation. They actually said, Lord, just take me home. Many of us have been there where it seemed like that was the only alternative. But stormy times are times of danger. The stormy times that we encounter in life have the potential to either make us or break us. The storm that you're in, it can make you or it can break you. They will either drive us to seek the Lord or they'll drive us away from the Lord. And in my life, being raised around the church and going to church all my life and pastoring and holding revivals, I've saw this work both ways. I've saw individuals go through the storms of life and it brought them to their knees. It brought them to a place of consecration and dedication and they ended up closer to God. But the sad fact is there's others that haven't responded to God like they should have. Instead of the storm bringing them closer to God, they allowed the storm to drive them away from God. Job is a good example. When he was squeezed by the devil, he shouted in the devil's face. And he said in the book of Job, in the first chapter, beginning in verse number 20, then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and he worshiped. And he said, naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord is taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's a good attitude. While you're in the storms of life, amen, I, I came into this world naked. I'm gonna leave that way. Blessed be the name of the Lord, amen. And my friend Simon Peter gave us an example to be avoided in Luke twenty-two thirty-one. The Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Amen. Stormy times are also times of deliverance. Thank God. And here's some positive help for you in your storm. Amen. First of all, if you're in a storm, 
Somebody said, well, I'm not in one, thank God. Well, get ready. You'll soon be in one. You're only going to swell smoothly for a period of time. And I can promise you, if you're not in a storm, there's one around the corner. So brace yourself and listen. What we can do when the storms come, get anchored. Paul tells us that they cast out four anchors to secure the ship. They anchored their ship and they were terrified. But Paul was not afraid. The reason why, he was anchored deeper and he was anchored higher. Notice the four anchors that will hold you in any storm. I'm gonna give you four anchors that will hold you in any storm. It don't matter how severe it is. It don't matter how much the winds are blowing. It don't matter how much the waves, how high the waves get. I've got four anchors that'll hold you no matter what storm it is. The first anchor that you need to put out is the presence of God. I'm telling you, saints of God, the presence of God will hold you when you're in the storms of life. Hebrews and the 13th chapter and verse number five, he says, let your conversation be without covetous and be content with such things as you have. For he saith, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That's a good anchor to hold on to. Amen. If you're saved, you've got God with you. And even when you're in the storm, you may not feel his presence, but he's there anyway. I'll never leave thee. I'll never forsake thee. God does not forsake his children because they're in a storm. God does not forsake his children because they're down in the valley. I want you to note, you can still be standing after the storm because you've anchored in the presence of Jesus. Amen. And the next anchor is the promises of God. His promises are sure. His promises are steadfast. His promises are true. Amen. What do you mean? Oh, friend, we could preach a long time on this. Amen. This is an anchor we got to have. The promises of God. And many come to our mind. But we'll give you just a few. One of them was found in Psalms, the 30th chapter and verse number five. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. You may have to weep your way through the night, but thank God he said joy cometh in the morning. Amen. Promises of deliverance. In Psalms 34, 19, 
many. Listen, not few, but many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivered them out of them all. Praise God. Another promise is everything is for our good. We already quoted you. Romans 8, 28. But we'll look at another one. In the book of Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 4, 17. For our light affliction which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Praise God. The things that happen to us, even when we're sailing through some rough storms, thank God it's working out for our good, for our eternal good. And then my friend, the promise of divine grace in 2 Corinthians 12, 19. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Aren't you glad that God has proven throughout our lives that his grace is sufficient for every need that we have? Regardless of what it is, the grace of God, thank God, is sufficient for every need. The third anchor is the providence of God. God was working out his plan in Paul's life. And that's what God's doing in your life and in my life. He's working out his great plan. It may be simple faith, but I still believe that God is sovereign. Notice what Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, and verse number 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. I like this scripture. God thinks about you. God said, I know the thoughts that I think about you. God knows his thoughts concerning you. Somebody said, what kind of thoughts does God have towards us? He said, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end. That's your promise. God's thoughts towards you, saints of God, is thoughts of peace. God thinks about you. Amen. Personally, God thinks about you. Amen. That's how big God is. That's how great God is. He has thoughts concerning you. I mean, I've got eight children. That's a big job to have thoughts about all of them. But I think about my children. God's got a lot of children. Thousands of them. And he has thoughts towards each one. And towards all of his children, it's thoughts of peace and not evil. To give each and every one of you an expected end. Amen. Thank God he's able to work it all out, saints. 
Amen. Paul said, and the hope that we should be saved was taken away. And sometimes we feel like, and the devil wants us to feel like, that we're in a hopeless situation. But God will work it out. And I'm going to tell you something. Somebody said, you better be careful. You don't know what you're talking about. No, I'll make it clear. But God's going to take you through this storm and he's going to land you safely beyond the storm. Keep these anchors out and I can tell you, God's going to bring you through the storm. So, accept the storm. You know, these sailors listened to Paul and they ate and they went on with life. There comes a time when we have to surrender to the Lord's will and let him have his way with our lives. As long as we're fighting with God, we're not getting anywhere. As long as we're arguing with God, we're not getting anywhere. But when we submit to him, yes, God, you know what's best for me. God's way is best. I will not murmur. A fairer way may seem to show. Tis only that our earth dim vision, the truth, can never clearly know. We can either bend under his hand or God can break us. The choice is ours entirely. You know, if vines grow against a tree, either the winds will force the vine closer to the trunk or the tree will shelter the vine from the wind. You don't have to like the storm, because I don't like storms. You don't have to love the storm, but you need to submit to God in the storm. James 4.10 says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. I want to tell you to await your deliverance. You're in a storm. You've been in them before. Tell me, did God bring you through? Did God bring you deliverance? The song says he'll do it again. God will do it again. And you can still be standing after the storm. You know this storm that Paul was in? This severe storm, it finally came to an end. Your storm will come to an end. Storms always come to an end. Now listen, somewhere, whether on this shore or that shore, the storm will come to an end. Amen. It may not be in this life. And if it's not in this life, God's grace will be sufficient till we get to the other shore. But the truth is, you can know assuredly this storm will end. This storm will not last forever. That's a promise in God's word. Amen. 
Until your storm ends, submit to God. Serve the Lord. And know by the grace of God, I'm going to make it. By his grace, I will make it. I am going through. I am going through. I will pay the price no matter what others do. Amen. I'm going through by the grace of God. No matter what happens, thank God, I've determined I'm going through. God has never failed us. And God, on his part, has never lost one of his children. As far as God's part, he never has lost one of his children. So the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And I know for some of you, your sea is rough. I encourage you to cast your anchor upon the solid rock and tie yourself up to Jesus right now. Tie up to him tonight. He already knows what you're facing. He already knows what you're going through. He wants you to depend on him for your need. In his presence is the place where storms are conquered. Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.